Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garman. Here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And joining us today, it's been a long time since we had Kyle on. Good to have uh, Kyle Simkos again from The Outer Haven. Hi, everybody. It has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think like E3 stuff, like yeah. a couple years ago. It's been a couple stuff. years. Yeah. So, um, but Kyle's going to be on today talking about PSVR 2. Maybe some thoughts on Wild Hearts, Hogwarts Legacy. Mark is been playing around with this PS3 dev kit. We have RE4 remake <laughs> demo thoughts and some other stuff as well. All right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. And just to get this out of the way, as we usually do, you know, the housekeeping, you can always watch us if you're not watching us live, which this is usually when we try to come around five to six ish on Sundays. You can watch on demand later on the YouTube channel. That's YouTube, YouTube, yeah, YouTube.com slash WTO Network. Or I guess now you have to put the at because YouTube decided to break their own links, I guess. And you can also watch on the Tune Network on YouTube, on uh, Twitch, on Twitter, Facebook, all those good places. Um, and, you know, always go check out what Kyle and everybody else is doing on the Outer Haven. I got good news at work that I can't share on here because I do have some of my own agents that watch this. And technically, we haven't told them yet. <laughs> but um, I, I got good news from work that could help to where I can go back to to more writing than I'm like all right review here and there so all that being said make sure you check out write and review uh, wherever you can you can also listen on podcasts of course wherever you listen to your podcast at we are there just go search video games to the max and if you subscribe to the whole network you get everything we do which is not just what we do here you get talk to Kiki which does anime MMA from Marks which is MMA and you get all the Rathers for Broadcasting stuff, which they just did a review of Creed 3 that you can go watch on the channel as well. So, all right, getting that stuff out of the way here. Kyle, how much uh, did, did you get a like review unit or did you buy the PS3? Uh, I bought mine. I was away on a cruise and it showed up. So I started playing mine a little late because after I got back, my whole family was like, let's get some kind of sickness. So I spent like the week after I got back just kind of looking at games and not playing anything because I felt horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I bought one and I also bought the uh, charging dock they sell for like 50 bucks. And that thing is a lifesaver because otherwise you have to charge everything individually and it's a pain in the butt. So that's interesting. So like how many things do you have to charge now with it? Uh, the headset is just tethered to the PlayStation. So that's what this cord is right here. Um, and then I have the two controllers. So just these two guys. Okay, you have to charge the so, controllers. Yeah. But the uh, uh, USB plug-in's right here, so if you don't have the charging docks for it, which are kind of hard to like set into the charging dock, um, you, you have to just do one controller at a time. Okay. So Or, you know, set up your own charging dock somewhere else in the house to get the other controller charged up. So can't use double yeah. A batteries. No, <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Uh, 
Do you have like a lot of experience with VR before this or the the only experience I have really is I played one years ago and it was a PC one. I don't remember my wife's cousin brought it and that's what got us on the whole VR train and then I got the PSVR after that. So we played that for a little bit and then the PlayStation 5 came out and half of my games were unplayable. So <laughs> Excuse me. I ended up getting the Quest 2, and uh, I, I think that's a pretty great headset, especially for its price. Um, and now I have the PSVR 2. I, I mean, so you have experience with the PSVR 1, uh, yep. as do Mark and I. Like, what what strikes you immediately different? Like, it, let's say you're coming from the PSVR 1, and you go, okay, it's been a while since I played that. Like, what is... What is different about the PSVR 2 that you make you go, all right, you need to buy this one. It's worth getting. Um, to start out with, it's just one cord now. I don't have to have a uh, degree in mechanics just to figure yeah. out how to get everything set up, which is great. <laughs> uh, other, otherwise, I, I like the haptics in the headset. It's, and it's also super comfortable to wear. Um, with glasses, especially. The Quest 2 is not that accommodating because I'm always like pulling my glasses off or smashing them into my face. So when it comes to putting like the PSVR 2 headset on, I just put it on. It slides right on. Doesn't pull my glasses off. The light shade fits right over everything. It's awesome. I mean, so how does it, does it uh, just like scale to the room? Does it show you where your, your things are? Yes. Setup is very easy. If you've used like the Quest 2 and you'd, you do like the pass through and you can see your whole room and like night vision. Um, that does something very similar on the PSVR too, but it scans your room by itself. Like you don't have to set up your own play area. It'll have you look around the room. And as you look around the room, everything that's like being hit by light, it'll kind of just scan over and then it'll make up its own boundary for you. And then from there you can adjust it if you want. So that's also really cool. And that does the same like floor leveling as the Quest 2 does. Uh, that's good to know because, uh, you know, avoids those. Uh, you give it to somebody that's not very familiar with video games and they're like running into stuff. And Yeah, I yeah. smacked my PC tower the first time I was playing uh, Horizon because uh, the king was walking around me and I kept like touching them, which I thought yeah. this was cool because they kept like reacting. So I'd be like touching their face and they'd be like, <laughs> so the king started to walk around me and i was like i'm gonna slap his ass just just for fun so i swung and slapped my pc tower <laughs> thankfully it's super big and heavy it didn't move but i felt a little silly I'm sure your hand was not thanking you after <laughs> yeah it wasn't uh so how is um obviously the one of the new things is like that it has a camera inside instead of having the like PS camera that you had to have like in front of the TV. Is it really good at like catching your eyes like where they're moving and everything? I like the eye tracking system, but since I wear glasses, I think that throws it off because I was trying to use it for Call of the Mountain and it would see where my eye goes originally and then it would kind of lose it. So it would take me a couple of tries to kind of get to where I want to be on a menu by just looking. Um, but the eye tracking is cool. So I, I really think just having like the light on my glasses, I think that throws it off a little bit. I, I mean, how do, uh, 
like what games have you played on it? Yeah, obviously you mentioned Call of the Mountain, but anything else that I have purchased um, uh, an anime game. It's like a um, I do not remember what it's called. Give me one second. It's a murder investigation game. I think it's called Desynchronia. Okay. Um, but I haven't had a chance to play that one. I I was just looking for something different and something that was exclusive to the PS5 because so many things are like PS4, PS5. You know, I uh, updated my version of um, Beat Saber. Not Beat Saber because there's not an update for Beat Saber yeah. for some reason. Uh, Resident um, Evil Village. Not that one. It's the uh, simulator game, the work worker simulator. Work sim- okay, job simulator. Work job, job simulator. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe I for- that's such a simple thing. I don't know how I forgot that one. I updated job simulator, and I bought uh, pistol whip because I have that on the quest too. So I wanted to see how they compare. I just haven't had a chance to play those two yet. So yeah, um, Call of the Wild is really cool though because it works really well with the haptics. So in like the first mission, when like the uh, tall neck is like walking over you and stuff, like the headset shaking as its feet are stomping around you, and like the storm wings are flying over and stuff, it re- reacts like where they are and shakes. It's cool. Is that does that game have like combat or is it like a lot yeah, of yeah? It's a bow and arrow game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it starts like the first mission starts off. It's pretty slow. You don't do a whole lot of fighting. Um, but it does set up these like little uh, beacons that you can shoot to kind of get a hang of the aiming with the bow and arrow. And at the end, you fight a watcher, and that it, it feels really cool. So I, I, I like it so far. I haven't fought any of the big stuff, mainly because oh. I've been so taken up with Wild Hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I sit down, turn my PlayStation on, I'm like running around in wild hearts fighting monsters. Hey, that's, and I'm that's like, fair. I should be playing the VR because right. I have to review it for outer Haven. So Keith's hey, probably getting a little annoyed with me. <laughs> I mean, I will say is that, you know, Keith is a very patient person. Uh, yeah. Keith's great. Yeah. Keith's he, awesome. never, he never makes you feel bad for you. Didn't like sit there and like try to kill yourself reviewing a game. You take your time and yeah. Uh, Keith's really cool. Thing. Um, uh, I will say like in this trailer, they show like the climbing and stuff and the climbing works really well and it feels really fast. Okay. So you can like actually go certain speeds. Yeah. Not, you can yeah. go a pretty quick speed climbing up like mountains and stuff. And he, he grabs okay. on pretty well. Uh, the biggest issue is like when you have to kind of turn around, he'll kind of slow down a little bit cause the hand kind of gets stuck as you like adjust the camera. But otherwise like I can climb straight up a mountain really fast. Take me like 10 seconds to get to where I need to be versus like uh, I played the Star Wars games on the Quest 2 and that was that felt slow with me even trying to go fast because it wasn't grabbing on right and stuff like that. So, so I mean, if you have the VR1 controllers, you either had to use your controller or you had those like move controllers, obviously. The move controllers. How do those new controllers feel? Do they feel good? Does it feel They feel great. Yeah, they they feel great. they feel a lot like holding the quest controllers. Um, but I feel like that the way that they're shaped, you, you can figure out which one your left hand and right hand needs to be on. It's a lot easier to figure that out versus the quest two. Cause like I'm constantly like helping other people, like while they're playing at my house in the quest two, I'm like this, this one, this one's your left hand. This right. is your right hand. They're like, Oh, okay. I, I get it now. Like get to feel around with like the shoulder buttons. So 
the uh, the sense controllers are awesome. Hey, that's good to hear because that's one thing that always kind of like made me. I was like, man, I hope they have actual controllers to come out with this thing because that was my thing with the VR one was like, it's cool, but it doesn't feel as immersive using your own controller that you already. Yeah, use it it felt like they didn't know what to do with the Move controllers with the PSVR yeah. one, so they were like, we'll just have the VR headset track the light. And that was a big problem. Cause if you like swung back too far playing like beat saber or something, you'd lose yeah. your, your tracking. Uh, that doesn't seem to be a big problem on this one. So, and it also has like the capture button and stuff as well. So it's like your right hand is like pause. Your left yeah. hand is display, but or your display button, your uh, capture buttons, things like that. So there's not too many buttons on the controller. You have triangle and square, and then the right, right hand is circle X. So oh, okay, it's nice. So that's cool. So, so you can actually get used to like knowing which buttons go to which controller and all that. Yep, you don't have four buttons you're trying to figure out, or it's like just kind of just trying to reach one. Right. Did uh, when you look at it compared to the Quest Two, because it has, does that cord bother you at all, or do you like um, not feel it that much? I haven't noticed it that much, especially playing. Uh, a bow and arrow game. I haven't really had to fight with it. I would say the biggest issue is because I haven't like really stretched the cord out. It's constantly wound up in like one spot. So I'm constantly having to like kind of fight with that part before yeah. I get out to play it. But once I'm standing in the middle of my office playing, it's not an issue. I mean, I, yeah, I'm just glad to hear that it doesn't take forever to set up. Cause I, I hated like taking that apart. Yeah. I actually, I set it up. I set it up for my PS five just to see like what I could do. And I got like the adapter for free from Sony and all that. And after I got everything set up, I couldn't stand my camera up. So, but it took me like a minute just to get like that stupid little box they give you for PSVR one out and yeah. to remember like which plug was which. And then I had to figure out where the adapter was going. So I like the adapter plugged into the camera and, <laughs> yeah. and then I took it to GameStop and tried to trade it and they didn't want it. So I just threw it out. I heard that, like, that was, uh, this thing. I heard that did not take very long for them to be like, "Yeah, we're not going to take any more of these because we're going to get a lot of people wanting to trade them." Yeah, but they kept they kept selling bundles for them. Yeah, and no problem with that. They just wouldn't trade them in for you. Uh, of course, uh, GameStop always trying to figure out how to cheat you on that. Uh, so, are there any games that are like coming soon? Like, I, uh, you know, I've always wanted to play Before Your Eyes on PC. I heard that's really good. And then, you know, Switchback's coming, I think, tomorrow. Like, is there anything that you know is coming up that you're like, you're like, oh, man, I kind of want to get that for PS4 too. There was some things I was looking at, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, let's see if I can find anything real quick. Because they have that game like Humanity on there, which sounds cool. Right. Um, I've heard Village is amazing. And everybody that bet. plays it says that's the best One. thing on, on there right now. I bet. Um, I'm not a my 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 biggest thing is I'm not a huge Resident Evil fan. I just never get hooked on them. They're not bad games. It's just when I do play them, I I never beat them. I'll get like ten hours in. I'm like I'll come back to you later, and then I I never go back. It's a lot like the Horizon games. Excuse me, but I, I would love to try out like Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Um, yeah. Switchback is on here, like you said. Uh, I just looked at one the other day. It was called like Hellsinger or Hellslinger. That looked pretty cool. It's not on this list, <laughs> of course. No problem. Well, I mean, um, yeah, at least there's, the there's cool stuff coming. The good thing is you're enjoying your investment in P4 
PSVR 2. Yes. I mean, obviously, you know, the price is a sticking point for a lot of people. Do you feel like, let's say price is not an object when you're watching this. Like for me, it is obviously. But if you're saying I have $550 to like just shell out, do you feel like it's worth it to get that yeah. if you ever have a PS5? I do. Uh, if, if you have the PS5 already it, and you, and you want to buy it, it's worth it. Um, I don't think like if you're looking to invest in it and you don't have a PS5, which at the moment sounds pretty rare because Sony just outed how much they've sold since it's released. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shell out a thousand dollars for a PlayStation five and the VR two. But if you have the money and you're interested in getting into VR, it's, it's worth it. Uh, I would say the biggest downside is you can't access like PC with it. Yeah. So, you can't like Steam VR. Yeah. Which would be cool if you could get on and play like your PC stuff with it, that would make the VR two the best one. Cause the tech and it's great. I'm sure someone will hack some way to use it, but it won't be great. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, didn't they have that with the VR one? You used to do that. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. And that was specific. That was really not great. Cause you just took the fucking cameras. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, at least now this one has the camera inside. So you don't yeah. have to like mess with that as much. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned, I played a little bit of the trial, but you've, you've been playing, you know, wild hearts, you know, for review. I saw some of your, uh, were you the one putting up the videos? He's been doing all the videos on YouTube, um, mainly because I am very forgetful about that part. So (laughs) I record a couple of my own videos, but Keith's done, Keith's done all the legwork on Outer Haven for that stuff. Um, But I, uh, I I love Wild Hearts. Despite all of its crappy performance issues, uh, I'm having a blast with that game. I I really enjoy it. And you're playing it on PC? (laughs) <laughs> excuse me um for the review i somehow managed to get a chance to play every copy of the game so i played it on xbox pc and the playstation 5 and i think the ps5 is the best one so far um maybe pc once they get a couple things added but um xbox seems to have more issues with frame rate than the playstation 5 does um and once i know they're adding what like dlss and stuff to the pc version once all that stuff gets added it'll probably be a little better but so far, I like the PS5 version. I, are you a big uh, Monster Hunter player? Yeah. Or? I'm okay. very excited. They just announced Sunbreak, so I can buy that for a second time on the Xbox. <laughs> so you have um, a lot of familiarity with these kind of games. like Yeah, that's why I was originally like really excited. I was like, yay, another Hunter game. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Rise. Like, I, I think Rise is a great game. Um, but after World, I want more games like World. So yeah. Wild Hearts is very similar to to World in that regard. So, like for what uh, Wild Hearts brings, like how does it compare? I guess to Monster Hunter, like do you like it more? Do you like it less? Um, I think like- right now I like it a little more. That's mainly because the building is really cool. So being able to like what you've got right here, he's about to throw out a. Uh, the flying vines so that you can zip line across the map and things like that. Like you can place your own camps and things like that throughout the world, which allow you to fast travel around. And that's a big advantage because the zones are decently sized. So you don't want to have to run 800 feet across the map to get around. Yeah. I liked the little bit of, I got to play. That was like a fun thing, building the boxes and then building stuff on it and then using yeah. it to, in the fights. 
stuff yeah like doing that. like the fusions and stuff like you can make mines eventually you can make giant cannons and turrets and harpoons that drag the monsters down I, I i think it's great like that little building mechanic is what furthers like the hunting genre for me versus like rise and like wall running so like do you uh how, how do the uh, monsters i guess compare to what you get like in a monster hunter obviously they don't have the big cachet of all oh, these monsters have been around forever do you yeah. find them harder or it's just the same or uh, i'd say it's about the same a lot of the monsters like in this he just charged at that person and killed them <laughs> um i would say it's about the same because um if you don't like learn the move sets or like the signs you know you're gonna get stomped on by the king tusk there as he charges at you so you have to like learn your patterns for builds and things like that so to make like the gate that deflects that charge it's six boxes and it's just three six foot boxes right next to each other and then you get like the whole fusion bulwark, which makes a big gate that you can stand on and it deflects massive attacks like that and for one hit. Oh, that's awesome. Uh I mean they're showing co-op in this trailer. Have you played co-op with Keith or yeah, uh it was uh Keith, me and Scott one night, and we played for a couple hours. And it, it, it works really well. Um the way it works. Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's kind of like Monster Hunter in the way that um, you can you can join people's lobbies and they'll they'll put up a mission and you can ready up for that mission because it's just three it's three people. Um, whereas like Monster Hunter is like you post it and then the other people in the lobby can choose to join or not, or you can randomly drop in drop out of a mission. And if you're just trying to like help people, you can just go to like your quest log and uh, look for a session and it'll just drop you in you kill the monster and you're out of their lobby after that so i like that part as well yeah the easier you can make it for somebody to join than not feel like oh man we're yeah. gonna restart this whole thing and yeah yeah i, I never mark had I, a heck of a time with monster hunter trying to get anybody to play with yeah them. especially in a world where you had to like you had to wait until you could find the monster and then once you find the monster and watch the cutscene, you could then shoot off the flare to get people to join you and help if they if they were going to. Um, in this, when you sign up for a lobby, like we all joined Scott's lobby, and I see right there he just did the bulwark, so that's going to knock the monster over. Um, when we joined Scott's lobby, uh, we he would set up the missions, we would kill his monsters with him, and then we would just go back to his his village, and we would just keep doing things like that. Oh. So it helped to him like you know craft items and things like that and in the meantime we were running around just getting like collectibles and stuff while scott was getting ready for more hunting uh does this game have a, a story and is it <laughs> worth uh going through or is it more about yes it's actually on? i think it's a little it's a little better mainly because there's like a there's a small dialogue system so like you you're you feel just a little more involved Whereas like with Monster Hunter, it's like the guild found a new monster. You should go kick the shit out of it and kill it for <laughs> us. And you're like, all right, cool. I don't need any other explanation. Um, but this, the kimono actually are like a threat to humans because yeah. they control the environment and their surroundings. So actually, as you progress, zones will change as certain monsters show up in those right. areas. So like the frozen area might turn into like some like half of it will start to like flourish with like plant life 
Um, and there's side quests where people die. That's not really a thing with Monster Hunter. Nobody ever dies. Right. So uh, I just did one that kind of caught me off guard because it's like a somewhat important NPC uh, just kind of disappears and you find out that this NPC was killed by another kimono. So, um, but other than that, like it's very monster hunter esque because like the kimono are a threat to humans and they keep showing up at, uh, uh, Minato, which is the town that you do all your big things in and you don't want them, you know, killing like the last human stronghold, uh, in, in the area. Uh, so, like, you're saying that, you know, you really are enjoying this game. You're hooked on it compared to, like, other stuff you, you're having to play. Like, what is it that, like, you're saying, oh, this is why I'm, like, really digging this game as opposed to other stuff I'm having to play? I just think it's really fun. Like like I said, yeah. despite all of its performance issues, like, all the weird little frame rate drops and stuff, um, it's just fun. You know, you're you're dodging these big monsters and cutting off monster parts and... um you can actually climb the monsters kind of like shadow of the Colossus. And you have a thing called a hunter arm where like your character will harness like the celestial threads out of them. And that's what you use to help build things. Um, that's super fun to do. And it also helps you avoid damage a little bit. So um, I, I don't know. I just, I'm addicted to the monster hunter format. <laughs> so it's, it's a little faster than monster hunter. The weapons don't feel as like, um, I guess like clunky in like the intentional way that monster hunter is. Yeah. Um, and the monsters are cool and fun to fight. So when they go enraged, like their bodies will actually change. Like the King Tusk, he'll, he'll actually grow bigger horns. Um, the death stalker, he does this thing where he jumps up and this big frozen, like tidal wave, like comes up around him. So it's cool things like that, that, just add like a little bit of like spice to the formula. So it's, it's cool. I, I just, I'm really addicted to it. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that uh, you're enjoying wild hearts. You did say, uh, I mean, we had our friend Jens on to talk about Hogwarts legacy previously, yeah. but you've been playing it too. Like, <laughs> how far are you uh, in the game? And like, what have you, what have you thought about it? Are you a big um, Harry Potter fan? Uh, I, I'm a Harry Potter fan. It's a thing I grew up with when I was in school. I think the books came out when I was in like fifth grade and, you know, I kind of read everything as I grew up. And um, uh, I think Hogwarts Legacy is a good game. Uh, you know, just disregarding the JK Rowling stuff because she sucks. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's a fun game. I, I like it a lot. I'm, I'm right at the end. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I've been doing kind of everything. So uh, I've done a lot of the challenges. I've done the arenas. I've done, you know, um, a lot of the collectibles. And uh, it's an awesome game to just waste time on. I got all the uh, the unforgivable curses and things like that. And I, I, like, one of those like breaks the game entirely. <laughs> I've, I've seen people like, because I know that you can run around and like kill the students and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I've seen people say they kind of suck, so I don't really use them. I just like hitting people with the uh, the fireball one that makes more fireballs. <laughs> I what did, what do you think? Like, what is the I guess 
the big thing that like you like the most about the game? Is it just like exploring Hogwarts or is there something that like you like the most out of it? That's a good question because I haven't really thought about it. Um, I've just, I guess I just enjoy the gameplay of it, you know, it, yeah. just, just kind of like flicking spells off of your wand and dodging attacks. And, you know, it's, they, they did a good job with it. It's a solid game and it's got a solid world to explore. And if you like Harry Potter, it's, you know, worth playing. Do you think that if you're not a Harry Potter fan, you could still play it because it's a prequel or do you like need Absolutely. to be a Harry Potter you know? Yeah, you don't you don't need to be a Harry Potter fan because most of the people in this game, like you're not going to recognize, you're not going to recognize most of the anything that feels like it might be from the Harry Potter books feels more like it's just kind of like an Easter egg. So the, there's a okay. part where you play through like the story of the Deathly Hollows, and I felt that was like a really useless part of the game actually because like they don't come up at all in the game. So you play through like this short like storybook format where you know you wear like the cloak of invincibility and all that. Um and it's like I, I didn't know why that part was in the game other than just to be fan service. So otherwise it's you could just pick it up and play it. You don't have to worry about Harry Potter lore. I uh, know for people too. I'm sure people are looking at it like, ah, but I don't know anything about Harry Potter. Should I play this or not? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you don't gotta worry about it. All the all the Harry Potter references are just for fun. So there's like a Weasley and stuff in the game, but they're, they're like teachers. Okay. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay. There's Weas. There's Ron's, you know, ancestor. So that that's that's about it. <laughs> Does the uh, like how is is it kind of just like you decide what you're gonna do, or they have like a set path kind of thing? Of um, there's a set path. Um, I. I think I read that there was multiple endings. I, I'm right at the end of the game. I haven't gone to like the final area yet to like beat the story. Um, but otherwise, like, you know, you can either be like a nice kid or like an asshole. Right. Otherwise, like your outcomes so far, it feels like are always going to be the same. Like, you know, you go into the dungeon, you find the, the goblin helmet, you know, and some quests like the side quests, you can choose to say, keep an animal. Versus yeah. giving the animal back. Um, but like I said, that just kind of rolls back around to you being like a complete jerk or just like, a, hey, I got that thing. Here it is. So what uh, what house did they sort you in? Or, I guess. Um, it put me in Ravenclaw, but I wanted to be in Hufflepuff. So I told it no. Put me in Hufflepuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. okay, you can. You can uh... Just decide to tell it what to put you in. You don't. Yes, and you can do it online as well. Like you can do the Harry Potter fan club thing, where they ask you the questions and sorts you into a house, and that'll carry over if you link your accounts, and it'll also bring your wand over as well. So, how long do you think you've uh, played in it? I think I'm at thirty five hours. It tells you when you save. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's hey, that's good to know. It's not like super huge where I got to be in here for 60, 70 hours to get to the end. So. Yeah, we don't need any more Assassin's yeah. Creed experience right now. <laughs> right. Even though I'll totally put 120 hours into Assassin's Creed because I, I, I love the new Assassin's Creed format. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, I will just I will put all the time into those games. Last game was good, but the other two before that were bad. See, I, I loved um, Odyssey a lot. Uh 
Valhalla was good, but the one with Bayek is, I think, the best of that that trilogy. Yeah, he's a cool character. Um, I I do wish that they would have stuck with that original plan with Ava, where like his wife, or I'm sorry, Aya, where Aya was going to become like the protagonist. I think that would have been a cooler twist. But Bayek was a cool character, and Egypt was fun fun to run around in, and it was like a 40 hour game versus a 100 hour game. Yeah, that's what I was like. I like the setting of Valhalla, but when somebody tells me, oh, yeah, it's like 80 hours or whatever, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I put about 90 into it before I beat the game. And then I did like all the DLCs and got like 130 hours out of it. So uh, I'm, I am looking forward to the new Assassin's Creed that's going to go back to like parkour and be a little bit more linear. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that too, the Mirage. Yeah, I I think it'd be a great idea if they just rotated those out. So it's like, you know, we're going to have like the Japan game, which is right now Assassin's Creed Red. I think it'd be cool if like after they do the the new one, we get Red and then we shift out to another one that's like the old format. I think that'd be really healthy for Assassin's Creed. I Mark, would you agree with that? You're the other Assassin's Creed... No, they're going to drive that series into the ground because Ubisoft yeah. needs, needs a win. Uh, I would agree, too, that the more you can kind of switch off, if you make it like, a, I guess, well, what they used to have, the Mortal Kombat and Justice kind of thing, where you give people a fighting game, but you give them two different kind of worlds to be in. And yeah, one, one that's bloody yeah. and violent and one that's just kind of comic booky and goofy. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, you get people the best of both worlds. Like, okay, well, the, the one that I don't like is coming out this year, but I know next year I'm going to get the kind of one that I do like. So it's not um, – I mean, obviously, I guess uh, for Square, Final Fantasy is too big for them to do something like that, but it would be cool if they did that as well so you wouldn't have people that are mad about Final Fantasy going all Devil May Cry. Uh, yeah, I, to. Uh, I agree with that. It'd be nice if they could do spinoffs, like you know, they give like the the Yakuza treatment, where like Yakuza is now turn based, but if you play right. Judgment, it plays more like the old Yakuza's, and I, I think <clears throat> I think that makes everybody happy because like the fans will be like, well, I don't want, want to play Yakuza Eight, but you know, hey, right. Judgment. Um, I mean, the same thing with Assassin's that. Creed. They, 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 yeah. Yakuza can do that because we re- use a bunch of assets. Like they can't do that with yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is true, but I think it would be cool. Like even then, like Final Fantasy 16 is going to be like action RPG. It'd be cool if like 17 was a turn based, because that would yeah. just make the fan base less at odds with each other. So, and, and we have uh, way too many communities that want to fight over very silly things in gaming. Yeah, well, so, like one day, uh, Strangers of Paradise ish spinoff, but it's more turn based and not. Yeah, because that's also very actiony as well, which I love. That I enjoy that game. Uh, yeah, that game is, is yeah. that game is so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know. So I love the fact that they can make fun of themselves. Um, so, uh, Mark, you've been playing around with uh, this PS3 dev kit that you showed me. You bought. Uh, yeah. At the end of how uh, is that? It weighs a fucking ton. <laughs> uh, it is fifty pounds, or at least forty. Damn. Uh, I'll send you the, I'll send you the uh, link on, on Facebook. I don't know if you can put it in, but this thing looks like a server rack. <laughs> uh, yeah. How did see. you get it? Uh, Facebook Marketplace. Dude just had it. All right, cool. He, he said he had got it from like a friend who's a collector himself. Uh, 
So this is a, this is like it doesn't look like a PS3 because uh, they have test kits like that also. This is like what they really designed games. Of. Yeah, uh, has two hard drives. So the Blu-ray drive doesn't work that I can tell. <laughs> or well, it can't boot regular games and it can't boot movies or CDs or anything. So I don't know if it actually works or not because I don't have any debug like games on. Uh, and the I don't have a PS3 controller. I have it somewhere. I just can't find it. So I'm using a PS4 one, and that introduces some fun problems. Like I can't I can't access the cross media bar. Uh, That's that, annoying. That home button just doesn't work. Yeah, maybe the PS3 one does. I don't know, but it's really annoying because I can't like bounce out of games to quit them. I just I, I have to like reset the thing. Yes, yeah, might as well just turn it off. Right. <laughs> That's pretty frustrating. Right. But it's so, a cool collector's item. That's for sure. Well, here's the thing: when I got it, uh, the guy it didn't have anything on it. And I was like, all right, I, that's fine. I was like looking into like restoring the hard drive or like seeing if I could like copy it and sector edit it or, you know, just doing something like that. And then I had the bright idea, like, wait a minute, why don't I swap the hard drives? Because the other one might have something on it. And it did. It had about nine games on it. Uh, so I had Back to the Future episode one from Telltale. Nice. Uh, Walking Dead seasons one and two. Nice. Hails nice. from the Borderlands, the first one. Uh, Did you get a Telltale like dev kit? Well, here's the thing. Also, the <laughs> other get on it also it has Ghostbusters: Sanctum of Slime, uh, Madden NFL Arcade, which is a terrible okay. arcade Madden game, uh, and Shoplifter HD, which is what all the kids want to play. Uh, so, I mean, it's all- it's only a stone's throw away from Grand Theft Auto at that point. Yeah, all the Telltale stuff doesn't work correctly. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It asks me to like assign a controller to uh, player one, and I'm thinking like maybe if I have a PS3 controller, this might work because I think it's like trying to like access the cross media bar and it just can't do it. Like my PS4 controller doesn't work. Yeah, uh, Ghostbusters works fine. Sanctimus or uh, Madden works fine, and Chocolate works fine. It also has this like weird, goofy that that doesn't work. Uh, like this like demo or like this like uh, motion control playroom. <laughs> it looks like a weird like test demo for like the motion control stuff that I can't get to work. Again, might be the controller or might just be the u- unit. And it has like one mission from Prototype, the first Prototype game. Oh wow! And it's wow. like. Why the fuck does this have, like, just a mission that doesn't work? <laughs> but it's like, why does it have a mission from, like, mission 13? I'm like, what the, what the hell is this? Uh, also, one of the USB, this thing has, like, six USB ports in the front, and one of them is busted, which I gotta get replaced at some point. I just don't know how or when. Uh, <clears throat> this thing cost me $800 for... That's for a lot. P- yeah. For, yeah. So stick stick that in your PSVR two pipe and smoke. You know? <laughs> oh man, okay. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's that's an infinitely cooler item to have than yeah. the VR two. So I, I even up. if it doesn't work right, well, it it's works, cool. It works fine enough now. I, there is like a, a a firmware hack you can make on it to like basically turn it into a PS three. Uh, like it'll boot regular games, which I'm, I may end up doing at some point. Uh. Because this thing's a lot more stable than a PS3. I don't know if you guys still have your PS3s, but I don't trust mine at all. Oh, I mean, yeah, my PS3. The last time I ever pulled it out, when we they thought the store was going to go down, that thing sounded like a jet. Like, yeah, 
I mean, <laughs> I it bad when I got I got mine used for a GameStop because I got the launch model like years later, and it started bad even back then. That was like a decade ago. Yeah, I had the uh, the old Fat Boy yeah, way so back when. The Gigabyte one. Yeah. Oh yeah, this thing also can't play PS2 or PS1 games because it doesn't have the hardware. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Like it'd be cool if it actually did that, but no. Uh, but yeah, this thing weighs four, like fifty pounds, and getting up my nineteen stairs to get into my apartment is not fun. <laughs> uh, well, there was your workout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I still, I it came with the original box though, which is really cool. That's cool. And it has like, the vertical. It has a vertical stand, and it's like, who would place this vertically? Like, this thing would kill my cat if it fell over. This thing would kill me if it <laughs> on my head. Like, come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a really neat device. It looks really cool. Uh, I bet it does. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll send you the picture later. But yeah, this looks insanely neat. Uh, it also doesn't have it doesn't have uh, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Oh, they didn't, they didn't put it. That's, in. that's a dev kit, so I guess I get it. Yeah, so like I mean, you don't it, need the internet for developing games. Well, I can use it, it as a like LAN, like LAN, like it has like three LAN ports on, or at least two. It may, it may actually be. But yeah, it's a it's a very cool little well, it's a very big cool big device. It looks like a VCR. Yeah, it's called the VCR one thousand A. It has like a bunch of switches on it and some like other goofy shit. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy to have it, but it's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I I can't take it out really because. I'm gonna throw my back getting it on my stairs in the first place. Yeah, it's it's definitely not for traveling. It's it's just for looking at. Yeah. <laughs> Or playing Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime on it and be like, yep, this is still kind of a bad game. Uh, <laughs> and one, one, do, one mission from Prototype. Yeah. The one thing yeah. I want to do, and I have to talk to some people about it, is trying to get that Gears of War 3 prototype to work out. Because this thing will be fine. I sat here the whole time Mark was talking, trying to make a freaking PDF of this picture. So I can put it on. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I don't know if people can zoom in and look at it. But yeah, that yeah. Is, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's what, it's uh, cool. Yeah, it's a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I, I picture my YouTube channel like local around here where they like restore yeah. game. Yeah, but there's a Gears of War three prototype I really want to try, just because that's insane. Yeah, that but is I, crazy. That sounds cool. I couldn't even figure out how to like network into this thing, so documentation is not out there at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just yeah. very cool. It's cool for the podcast. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. it's, I just played Ishin and Theater Rhythm. I finally finished a review of that. Of uh, Ishin or Theater Rhythm? No, Theater Rhythm. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I've got Ishin. It's just uh, backlogged, unfortunately. Well, have you played I'll probably it never played it at this point. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting more into it, but I still hate the combat system. And is that's it? Kind of, that's kind of a problem. Is it not just uh, not just like simple button mashing until the enemies are dead? No, it is. It oh, is man. different compared to like. I mean, in Yakuza, you can really just button mash, but like the sword in this game feels like so underpowered. It's like, holy oh yeah, Christ, come on. Like, you always use, always use the cannon from that one edition of the game. <laughs> yeah, the gun, but like, that still feels kind of underpowered, but not as bad as the sword. Like you're just hacking it. Oh wow! Well, even the sword feels worse than the. Okay, because I haven't gotten any farther than when we talked about it last time. Because I've been playing other stuff to review. I mean, I I've but... got to the point where I've unlocked like the home, like the farm life thing or the hard okay thing, uh, which you make a ton of money with, which is kind of cool, but. I, I don't like the the combat in the game at all, so that's a problem. Ah, uh, that's yeah, that's, that's an issue. If you're not having fun with the combat, which is going to be a large part of a Yakuza game, you're you're not gonna 
Well, I'm I not going to in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really just brute forcing it and like carrying like 30 health items on me at once as, or as much as I can because like blocking and parrying like basically a crapshoot. So it's like, ah, right, this may work. Yeah. But probably not. I have to. I have to play it. It's just I've been so addicted to everything else that I've got. So yeah, I've heard. I'm not ignoring it on purpose. It, but yeah, the story's really good. Or it's so so far, it's like it's pretty. It's a, it's like a really dense Yakuza game, and they don't. I mean, it, it shows it's from like 2014 because they don't introduce right. people like new people at all, really. So you, well, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's really the those characters just in a they're playing characters that are actually yeah, from but like. It, it is like mechanically dense. Like they just built upon yeah. years of Yakuza games. So it's like, yeah, if you're right. not really up to date on these games, forget it. I mean, yeah, it's like a year before Zero. So right, and exactly. Zero was like, the big reset. So this is like the most complex Yakuza game by far. Ah. Good or for bad. Fun to hear. Yeah. Can't wait to learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, is that? I'm oh, sorry. The last thing I picked up is a new copy of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, remake integrate for PS5. Nice. Because that is incredibly hard to find nowadays. Oh, you wanted the physical copy? Yeah. Uh, you All can't right. can't find it. Yeah, uh, that's that probably came out like in very limited right. quantities. Uh, I mean, that's cool that, that you got that. That's one of uh, those things like I always weren't, wonder if I want to get it physical for those games that I really, really you know, well, I, love. I, I bought it and I also bought it for a friend of mine because he was the one looking for it. And the store had like okay. two copies. So I was like, all right, I'll nice. give it to you. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Hey. Good find. Yeah. yeah I, got, I mean, they sold, the for, they sold it for like 70 bucks, which is like the regular price, but it's it right. online for like 150. Maybe nice. 200. Yeah. Yeah. So they're selling a double online for the. Right. For the still. Online so like price. Sealed, yeah. This like sealed copy still. All right. Um, the. Only thing I haven't talked about on here at some point uh, that I started playing because I got the coat. Like one of the people that I reached out to, uh, the Japanese people finally answered with a code like the day before. Uh, Clouded Leopard Entertainment. So I've been playing uh, Oni Road to Be the Mightiest Oni, which is on, I think it's PS4 and Switch and PC. Um, it's a really, it's like, I didn't know that it was going to be one of those games that sort of has like a sweet story or whatever, but you're this little cel-shaded Oni that got uh, whooped by this human character and he killed your family. So now you went to this island and you're going to try to get better. And so that is your whole quest is to get souls and beat beat up things to get their souls so well it looks adorable yes it is absolutely adorable and the story is very cute and you meet all these other oni characters um like the shopkeeper um and you actually there's missions where you have to defend him and things like that so most of the structure is you find it tells you oh go and unlock these shrines so you can unlock these missions and then you go through a bunch of different missions, uh, which is basically beating up a bunch of demons, whether they're the boss character or these little small ones. And this little uh, ghost character that's with you, he can actually help you fight and gather the little uh, souls for the demons, too, if you don't want to do that yourself. So he's almost like your tag partner. Like you Thanks. can go around and kill things and then you can control him with the R button and uh, have him gather souls for you, too. So 
It has some little bit of hitches on Switch, uh, where you know there's a little bit of frame rate drops and stuff like that. But I thought it handles it pretty well. There's other places that are like dinging it uh, really bad for it, and I don't. I didn't think it was like that cumbersome really to play it on Switch. But yeah, I'm I'm only like an hour or so in, so I can't give uh, a big thoughts on it. But it's only like six or eight hours, so hopefully I will have it um, done soon so i can review that too because i have a huge backlog uh i did finish <laughs> space for the unbound which i think i don't know if it was scott that was also playing it for outer haven um that is i yeah i finished it and pretty much it's if you want to have a if you haven't heard about it or heard me talk about it the times i've mentioned it it's liken it to like chicory or insert okay. game that has a story that goes places here night in the woods uh, another one that it's an adventure game. It's a point and click, but well, not really point and clicky, but it's like an adventure game where you walk around and it's set in like nineties Indonesia. And there are some like nineties things that even if you didn't live in Indonesia, just from living in the nineties that you will get from there. Uh, but it's, it's just like what you like learn later from playing it. Uh, it, it, it really does like, make you go, damn, uh, I've lived through some of that. You know, um, a kid that is not treated well by their family and winds up having like a, a split personality sort of, and like how okay. she deals with that. And you as the character are basically helping her deal with that and all the adventures in the town and everything. And it's, um, it's really good. And obviously it's, uh, I love the pixel art. Uh, I love the music. Um, so for like a six to eight hour game that you can play on your switch or whatever, it's, it's something that I think is well worth people checking out. It's one of those, like, I think it's going to be one of those indie games people are talking about when you're talking about end of the year stuff. So yeah. And it has stuff in there too. Like it takes things from different games. So like it has puzzle elements and it has, there's a fighting game inside of it that you can play. And then how you fight the enemies in the game is through that the same way you would play the fighting game so uh it's kind of interesting uh in a way it looks cool well. like, yeah i i love the crap out of it so i would totally recommend people play it and just to give an update on because i when i talked about it it wasn't in good shape but when it did they really did improve it a lot when they said they would um that's the game from the people that made uh like ninja gaiden and dead or alive that yeah it still doesn't look good <laughs> like it was it was very jarring because um, last thing I'll talk about is that RE4 demo. I played it. Even though that thing is like 30 minutes long, I played that. Then I put one of dead on. And the difference <laughs> in graphical quality was so uh, There's jarring. your problem right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, sometimes you don't think about when somebody says, oh, man, that looks like a PS3. You don't yeah. think about it when that's all you've been playing, but when you put on an actual PS5 game and then you put on that game and it's like, holy crap, wow, this looks like, okay. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it when people are saying, Oh, this looks like a PS3 game. Um, yeah, it's just man. <laughs> uh other than that, like the graphical, um, I still think it like as far as if you just want a game where you just turn your brain off and just slash stuff, um, that's fun. The it took me a while to figure out the pairing system, but once I did, 
I was sitting there stuck on this boss. Or, well, it's not a boss. Like, you're, I'm stuck on this, like, big character that's, like, different from all the other characters in the game that you fought up to to that point. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm dodge rolling. I'm trying to, like, the camera doesn't help you either. So, uh, the, <laughs> it's your biggest yeah, enemy. Yeah. Like, I'm dodge rolling. I'm trying to get through. And then, oh, oh, that's why you parry in this game. Cause once I learned how to parry, that dude was like nothing. It took me like, you know, five minutes to beat up both the guys that show up. So I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, yeah. I want to play this game. It reminds me of wet. Yes. You'll get a lot of wet. Like it, the story is stupid. It's not like, you know, it, the care, the, the, you're not going to learn much about the characters. The best thing to me is still like the random times it tells you play a mini game. And it's like, hey, let's do a rhythm game where you're eating ramen. Yeah, and it's got like go- like goofy Yakuza mini yeah, games and stuff. Exactly. It tries <laughs> to add that in there. And then, you know, the rest of the time is you're just slashing stuff. Because the shooting was improved from the last time I talked about it when at launch where it was terrible. Uh, but I still wouldn't go around shooting anything in the game. Uh, it's all about slashing stuff and the cool like combos that you can do when when they're like all it does these automatic like kill kill combos and yeah. if you do the bullet time thing it'll kill like five or six people in a row and it all looks awesome the weirdest thing about it is when you look it up it talks about how you're a part of like a zombie unit yeah, every exactly. time i'm looking up anything about this game she's just killing what looks like other living humans so yeah. I'm a little confused on that part because I don't see many zombies in the game. No, no, there's no zombies. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the zombie unit, but you're like the, I guess another way it's like, it's called also the hazard unit. Um, the unit that they send in that cleans stuff Takes up. Takes on the dangerous jobs. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and there's always, I don't know why, but they always have to have a shower scene every time. <laughs> like it's it's weird stuff like that. It's like... Why? You play as a, a beautiful woman with a robot arm and tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That like you can see the the PS3 graphics uh, in there. So now uh, there's also like a space um, arcade game that you play. As well. Yeah, they actually released that yeah. game separately as well because yeah. I was like, I have no idea what Solio Limited has done. So I clicked on yeah. them on Steam, and it was like, here's this arcade game that's tied into wanted dead. And I was like, Oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> right. But you could download that like a month before the game came out. So, Oh, I didn't even know that, but yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I did play that resident before uh, remake demo. Um, it looks great. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's about 30 minutes. It's literally the opening part of the game. If you play resident evil at all, or resident evil four at all, it's like literally you go into the first cabin and you're, you know, you hear the guy talking Spanish and you think that he's an actual human and he's not. And then, you know, it starts. And um, apparently, I don't know if the, did the, yo, I think the one thing that they did change is the, the knife breaks. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. The, the knife breaks in this game. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I didn't. I guess it kind of makes sense because yeah. you can parry the the chainsaw and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that it would have a downside, um, but the durability is kind of weird for the knife. 
but uh i thought i think it looks cool like people have been sharing like their own gameplay clips online and stuff where like uh leon gets his head cut off and things with the axe yes um the it seems like the enemies are a bit like more responsive than the you know original they're kind of faster at getting at you um but it's funny because like the game there's not a like end point right it's just oh there's that first meeting with like everybody in the town and you're like trying to take them all out and then if you run around long enough it'll just end okay and then it does the thing where the bell goes off and it makes them walk in um to the church or whatever it is and then it says oh thank you for whatever so yeah, I mean it's it's cool to get like a hang of it. Um, I'm really looking forward to it now. Like after playing that, I I'm definitely gonna check it out. It, you definitely you definitely do get the feels of. Let's say you haven't played this before, you haven't played four, and you like played Village. It does feel a lot like that, you know, very smooth and shooting, and um, it's not really meant to. I didn't get scared or anything, but there is some gruesome parts. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people kept showing the that picture of the dog. Yeah, like, oh, I can't save the wolf. Yeah, you can't save the wolf. He's dead. Um, so, but yeah, that's I'm I'm excited for that game to come out. Uh, it looks good. Soon. I'll yeah. probably give it a try. Hopefully, I'm able to beat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I wasn't. I'll be honest, I wasn't a big RE person either. Uh, and then I played Village, and I was like, you know what? I think I might actually like these games a lot. And then I I got through like half of seven, and yeah. I've, and now I'm going to play this. So, yeah, I, I got to the point in seven when you finally like get out of the house and there's like the trailer yeah. in the back and stuff. Um, oh, okay. We could like put the coins in to like get the guns and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's where I got up to. And that's where I kind of like ended up backlogging that game uh, with village. I, I thought village was awesome. Like I beat like two or three of the bosses and then I don't know. I just wasn't like hooked enough to stay on it and beat it. Um I think the third house is or is like a pretty big slog, so I can see why yeah. you get rid of it or you know just kind of faded. Yeah, because I went from yeah. like I went from like the the one lady, the vampire lady, to like the scary baby thing in the house that I'm trying to run away from. Yeah, <laughs> and then after that, I think that's the factory, right? Um, or is it the fish? The, the fish guy, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's the fish guy. I got to the fish guy. That's that's where I stopped playing. Yeah, seven. I think I'm at where I'm at the second house, like where you meet the the wife or whatever, and trying yeah. to like escape from her. And I think that's where I stopped because uh, eight there wasn't like when I played it, it was like at a time where there wasn't really anything out, so I kept just playing it. But seven, I got to that part where, like you're saying, where there's other stuff that came out, and I was like, ah, yeah. okay, I'm gonna start playing this stuff. I never went back to it. Yeah, but hopefully with four. They're incredibly solid games. I know why people like them, but it's just something about like horror games. Like I just never stay on them. Like the new Dead Space remake is phenomenal, but like it's not a priority for me to play it. So like it's kind of backlogged. I visit it every now and then to like get a little bit further, but I just, I'm not hooked. (laughs) I know. I understand that. It all happens to each one of us, you know, (coughs) So how many things are you like reviewing, I guess, right now? Just Wild Hearts and uh, Wild Hearts. Uh, I've already reviewed that one. So we're doing VSR2, um, the VSR2, PSVR2. Um, I have to do Deliver Us the Moon or Deliver okay. Us Mars. Yeah. And uh, the DualSense Edge Controller. Oh, okay. 
So, which is a, a few things there. A nice piece of hardware if you want a uh, top of the line controller for two hundred dollars. <laughs> do you have the serious controller or? I don't. I got this because I got I got to review it. So like oh, normally okay. I wouldn't shell out that much for a a, a controller with paddles. So yeah. <laughs> and I don't do a whole lot of like competitive gaming, which is what a lot of people like those controllers for. So right, exactly. Because it but makes me do... uh, it makes me an angry person <laughs> when I do PvP yeah. games. <laughs> I haven't been able to play uh, Octopath Two yet. It's there. I'm trying to get through all the other crap. So now I can do like three reviews in a row this week and knock those out. And then I can get in, into Octopath and, and play Oni and, and get caught up here. So, yes, um, I understand. I, <laughs> yeah. I beat one piece Odyssey as well, but I, I talked about that last week. I don't need to talk about it again. It's the same thing, uh, but, <laughs> but that game is different. It's different from Hogwarts. Like that game, you definitely need to be a one piece fan. Cause you're going to get, the my, you're you'll get to like the first area and be like, yeah, I'm done. With it, if you're not a One Piece, the battle system is yeah. really cool in that game. Yes, um, that's the. But the problem is like, you get to a point with that game where you get so if you do the equipment stuff right, you do the uh, you get so overpowered that like it kind of gets monotonous. And so like the only thing that was carrying me through was not only that I had to review it, but also being a one piece fan like i wanted to see the stuff that they would do and the the ending was great for being a one piece fan like if at the end they make your the character that they add to the game feel like you should be part of the crew which that's that's cool that's good you know i gotta give oda that kind of credit he's always good at uh when they bring in people they make them feel like they were there all along and that's that's not an easy thing to do there's other things that are you know weird about that anime obviously um but that's one of the great traits about that anime he always makes those things work so yeah but, i uh, would watch the anime if it wasn't a thousand episodes yeah deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going I, on i don't yeah, yeah I don't blame that's anybody. insane to me yeah i don't blame anybody for not making that trek um because that is the journey is worth it but that's also one hell of a journey that you have to make. yeah that is a that is um, a lengthy journey yeah exactly um, I mean, I watched it like when like Toonami used to start showing it and stuff and then yeah. kind of fell out of it. And now it's so deep, so far along. There's just no way I could do it. <laughs> I'm a stay at home dad. I don't have the time to start and watch anime like I yeah. thought I would be able to. Right. No, no you don't. <laughs> um, how old are your kids now? Uh, uh, three and five. My son will be six in April. So. Uh, they both go to school, but like one goes to school for like half a day and the other right. is in like a whole day. So it's like at like 1145, I go and pick my daughter up and then at three, I go pick up my other son. So yeah, you really don't have that time that you think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I have to like get, get, I have to get cleaning in the house and then I'm yeah. trying to like, I picked up another job with like my neighbors cause they run a staffing agency. So like, oh, okay. you know, they have other careers outside of the staffing agency. So like, I'm also like messing with schedules and stuff for this agency and uh, all my time is now dedicated to other things. So I've been very busy. It's been really hard for me to like catch up on like my writing work. Um, I also, I have to review um, an uh, SSD they gave me as well. So yeah. it's uh, well, I know how you it. feel. It's, yeah. I've been yeah, off a lot more than I could chew. <laughs> it always happens. You think you're going to have that time and then you don't. Yep. Um, it takes one thing to like push everything else. And it's like, ah, dang it. 
Uh, yep. I had to move and then all of a sudden I got behind and I was like, oh, geez. Now I have like five things I got to like, no, nah, damn it. I got to catch. stop. Just like find that like three hours where I don't, nobody bothers me and I could write all this crap. So let's yep. get it out. Um, yep. But yeah, let, getting into some, some news things. We don't, there's not a ton, thankfully. Uh, but there is some, I guess, kind of like big picture things to talk about. Uh, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the PSVR 2. Whenever the PSVR 1 sold 5 million copies, and if you bought the one that had the move controllers, it was relatively the same sort of expensive. If you bought the one like Mark and I did that was on a Black Friday sale for $250, uh, and that, I think that was like two years after the thing came out, that's a whole different bottle of wax than what they're trying to push here. Sony thinks the PSVR 2 can set, outsell what the PSVR 1 did. Considering the current climate that we're in uh, with inflation and everything else, Kyle, do you really think that the PSVR 2 can outsell? Probably. Probably. I mean, there's okay. there's a lot of positive a lot of positive people out there, or a lot of people who are positive about it out there, um, and a lot of people already have a PS5, so it's easy to just go out and pick one of these up. Um, I would say your biggest obstacle is that you can't just buy it at a store. I know that like other countries like Australia, you can go and pick it up off the shelf, but you can't do that for the States. Um, yeah. Aren't they going to put it on shelves at some point? Probably. I think so. I think that's the plan. Um, but right now it's only through like PlayStation direct or whatever that is. Um, but I, I think they could do it. Um, it. 5 million is, I mean, as far as the gaming community is concerned, that that's a pretty low number these days. Like, right. You know, yeah. Hogwarts legacy moved 12 million units. You know, if we start calling it like a, some sort of phobic, it'll easily sell a million right off the bat. <laughs> so, um, and I, I don't mean that to be mean. It's just controversy seems to sell so much. Yeah. So, um, I know. I think it could, especially given like the time frame. Like it's fresh right now, right. so you know, give it a year I, and see where it's at. I think it definitely does need to get off the only being on. Yeah, that uh, that that hurts. Store. If yeah. you could go into a Target or a Walmart or GameStop and grab one, it'd be much simpler than having to buy one online. Which Mark, I guess that could just be. Will, uh, you think it's gonna sell? Hell, hell no. No. Okay. Because uh, like even though it has positive feedback so far, I mean, or one when that came out, stuff like that doesn't sell like better late, later on, or like the that's true, sell like as much as the original. And also, you have to wonder about how long like Sony's going to support this thing, or like what games will be coming out. That's probably. true too. I, I I like I like to make that argument people as well because I don't think Sony does a very good job at supporting their. We talk about like, man, still going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the one difference is they seem to be okay with. They're bringing on a lot of things that are already on the Oculus Quest, right? So they seem to be okay with. Hey, if you're putting this on something else, can you also put it on the PSVR two? It's not like the PSVR one where everything had to be exclusive. It was only for the PSVR one. 
They seem to be okay. Yeah. With, oh, then, we can be another system. Why would why would you yeah. spend five hundred fifty bucks to get something that's already on the Oculus? You can get that for three hundred. Yeah. Uh, the biggest the biggest thing that the VR two has over the Quest two is that you know it's it's tech is better, but it is yeah. five hundred or whatever six hundred dollars. I think I spent almost seven hundred for the bundle. So, yeah. or I guess I I did spend like seven twenty with the charging dock. Yeah. So. That's it is I mean, it's it's pricey and that'll be the biggest deterrent. But I mean, if you have the money and you want to experience so you, VR, it's you spend almost seven hundred dollars. I mean, add in the price of the PS Five. I mean, that was a year ago. Yeah, so exactly. Like if if you if I like I said, I would not invest in a PlayStation Five just to invest in the right. VR headset. I mean, like that's that that's price, throwing you know, money in the garbage. Bro. Yeah, I mean, and have money left. Over. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So I, I would go with the cheaper the cheaper version of a headset at that point. I wouldn't be like a new adopter into this and that. Yeah. So I would just go buy a Quest Two. So I mean, I think it'll yeah. sell, but not as much as the PSVR One did. Or if it if it does, it'll take like years. Not oh, by the end of this year, we'll have five million sold. It'll be like well, by the by the end yeah. of the life cycle, we had five million sold. I, guess it's like, I think yeah. also they have to find the game that everybody's talking about and somebody <laughs> says, oh, I have to play this, and it's that, only on PSVR 2. That, that'll like, be Beat Saber yeah. 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I actually saw somebody make that argument. I can't remember what outlet it was, but it was like the VR 2 does not have like that must-play, must-have game. I mean, uh, the, the, the Call of the Mountain is cool, is. but it's every other climbing game and shooting game on the market. So, the best yeah. game I've heard is Gran Turismo 7. Yeah, yeah that's true. And Which I don't have Gran Turismo 7, so I, I was able to play that yeah. on the VR. I mean, it's either Village or 7, and if you already played Village outside of VR, you're not going to buy a PSVR 2 to play Village in VR. It's like, right. you know, it. they need to have... I don't know, if, if Astro Bot 2 comes out... That's uh, not... Okay, I don't think that's yeah. a good system seller, really. I mean, it'll do well, but it's not. Like, I think the oh, cool thing about Astrobot is it's always dedicated to like being a, a cool or, tech demo, so you can really well, see what this the tech is capable of. Like with Astrobot and PS5 was really cool because you or, could really work the controller out. It'd be really cool to see like all the haptics and stuff in the headset being yeah. tested out with I mean, an Astrobot game. That was the best game on PSVR one, aside from Beat Saber. So like. You know, I think if you can get people to know that it's there and it's coming out and you that's the one you bundle with the system, uh, you know, when when call call the mountain gets gets its time where. Yeah, eventually you know, gets kicked out of the bundle. Yeah. yeah. I, I, call I, the I mountain also is great like, for Horizon fans. That's for sure. Right. I just I don't love Horizon. So I'm I like, oh, great. Aloy's here. A lot of people see Horizon. And it's one of those games where it's like, okay, it's a great game, whatever. But it's not like a game that makes me go, oh man, that's a series I need to play the next one of. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel that way about Horizon every time. I, I, I cannot get into that game. There is a lot of people that have that feeling of like, it's a, it comes out. And I mean, unfortunately, the two times they've had the games, it comes out next to like the game of the year, game of the decade. I know. Whatever. It <laughs> so, has no luck. No but, luck with Horizon. They're like, let's put it now next to Elden Ring. Oh, and Breath of the Wild too. Like, yeah. The next, uh, the guy so. can. It'll be fine going up against Zelda. Yeah. No, exactly. it won't. To be fair to them, they did not know that 
that was going to be a, this was going to cause a revolution Nintendo where the is right now. So they probably felt uh, the same way about Elden Ring. They were like, ah, so it's another Souls game. Yeah, exactly. It should yeah. be fine. Horizon's not like that. Yep, and then, exactly. man. <laughs> so that being said, too, you all talked about, you know, the Oculus. There are, uh, according to rumors and things that have been found in the back end, there might be a uh, quest pass. So a PS Plus gains for gold type thing for the Oculus Quest uh, that could be rolling out. Sonny, we're talking about Game Pass. It's not It's not Game Pass. It's, <laughs> not a, it's, it's not just a that. similar pass. Yeah. Um, would this make you... I guess play your quest two more if you're you know you're getting free games every month that yeah I think it yeah. depends on the price of it like you know if I'm spending like 10 15 bucks for it I wouldn't mind that there's a lot of games I do look at where I'm like yeah I'd probably play that but I don't want to spend 40 bucks on this stealth VR game right now um but so yeah probably depending on the price of it I could probably get behind something like that <laughs> Uh, Mark, would you? I mean, I know you don't pay money I mean, for these. This is a quest one, so it's kind of immaterial to me. But oh, okay, it's only quest two. All right. I, I, I mean, yeah, because they're yeah. they're done with the quest one. But it's a neat idea. I guess it would depend on the games. Like, if it's just going to be like Facebook games or whatever, whatever they own, or if it's gonna be yeah, if it feels like shovelware, you know? Yeah, yeah, kind of like how like games with gold is right now. Like, I, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah, if they make it more like PS Plus, where you're getting games that are worth spending the money on, I mean, maybe maybe not this month, but last month it, it definitely was. Um, then yeah, for sure. Or supposedly Epic is going to start putting in bigger games into their free game a month thing. So you know, if they if they make it games that people really want to play, they just didn't want to. Like if somehow they make a deal to put Beat Saber on that thing. I definitely yeah, think where it's like get, oh, yeah, I, yeah. Saber is always free because it's like bundled with the headset when you buy it. Yeah, yeah you know? that like, that'd be awesome. Saber's more a platform now, so they can just sell DLC to you. Kind of. Basically, right. yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised they don't put out that much DLC. Like I thought they would. Like he every now and then though, there's like a new album up, you know. But it's like it's not like Rock Band used to be. You know, Rock Band used to kick out like DLC like every other week. Like, yeah. I mean, most I think, of it's like modded. I think they also don't want to play. They don't want to pay the licensing and all that other. Yeah, stuff I don't blame them for that. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, whenever yeah, Rock but, Band had MTV, that could license that stuff. Yeah. So. Did you ever play a game called Audio Shield? I have not, but it sounds like it's cool. Uh, it's basically like Beat Saber without the haptic stuff. But you can use any song. That's cool. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, you can just like copy it to the quest, or you know, just whatever you want, and. So I find it much better than Beat Saber because Beat Saber's music sucked. <laughs> <laughs> there, I like a lot of their DLC songs. Like I bought like the Green Day pack. I've got like the Lady Gaga pack and Weekend and yeah. all those. Like they're fun to play. Like the the actual music. Like I wish they'd do like a Gorillas pack. That'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, that'd be yeah, that'd be awesome if they did that. Uh, I agree with you on all those. Um, yeah, just. Hopefully, I, that audio show thing sounds awesome. Like being able to yeah. play. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a few years old. Yeah, stuff like audio surf. Yeah. Back in the day, but yeah. Yeah, I've played Audio Surf. That's a good game. <clears throat> yeah, it's the same guy who did it. So nice. Uh, I did mention the Resident Evil Four demo. That was part of that Capcom Spotlight thing that was last week on the ninth. 
Uh, they did announce some things out of it. Uh, Exo Primal is going to come out July 14th, and it is coming to Game Pass. What is uh, that game? That is that dinosaur. I'm going to say, I know it's like the, the dinosaur Capcom Anthem game, but like... I haven't seen enough on it. Like I'm really it's lost like, on what Exo Primal kind of is. Mixed with uh, uh, oh, that stupid biker zombie game that's when he made. Uh, the, uh, hey, Days Gone is awesome. Yeah, Days, Days Gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I I really thought that game was gonna be terrible, and that game really caught me off guard. I really enjoyed that, that game. The gameplay was fine. I'll I'll say that mostly taking out taking out the. Uh, hordes like that became really fun especially as you had like your upgraded explosives and then you got like the goofy weaponry from taking them out so you'd have like a tommy gun and stuff like yeah. it got really fun towards the end the problem was the story and biker the biker yeah is stupid like romance with the doctor wife i'm like why would she be with this jackass yeah i think that it would have been better had it ended with like their sons of anarchy part where they like that guy, the guy who's the the killer gang that's out there killing people. Right. Um, if it had ended on that note, where it's like you find out like he's like the cause of why that guy's a crazy psychopath, um, I think that would have been cooler than having like that's where it ends in the middle of the game, and then you go on to like the military and find your wife yeah. section of the game. So, but otherwise, like I I wish it would have gotten a sequel because I really enjoyed like just biking around on my bike and taking out hordes. But maybe maybe Bend will have something cooler. Yeah, it's unfortunate for the people that really liked that game. They didn't get the sequel that they wanted to make. Um, but yeah, Exo Primal is uh, it is that game. Uh, I know. I think he they he's been trying to get people to play the. They offer yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He he asked about it, and I I spoke up, but he didn't he didn't say anything back. So I guess I missed out on it. Um, and I got in a, an alpha at one point. But the playtime was in such a weird window that I missed it. They are going to be doing a open beta. I don't know why you would do it during the same week as Diablo Four, but sure. Oh, uh, come on, seven. Come on. <laughs> it's like well, the the uh, it's during the uh, the one where you bought the game where it's open to everybody, but it's still the seventeenth uh, to the nineteenth. So this weekend coming up, you could technically play it. Um, I don't know if that's going to be on consoles or just PC or how that's going to work, but uh, it doesn't really tell me here. But either way, I guess if you wanted to go kill some dinosaurs, futuristic dinosaurs at that. I absolutely want to shoot dinosaurs with a robot outfit. Like that's, I I want my robo suit and dinosaur deaths. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You can also kill more dinosaurs now on Resident uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak on PS5 and Yay. Xbox Series. That's coming on April 28th, and you get everything from the free title update number three on it included at launch. So there's that. That's awesome. Uh, you can play that on, on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a game I'm looking forward to for sure, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Oh I love God, that game. Uh, yes, that game is freaking great. Uh, they redid this music too, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the was it Ace Attorney, the guy that does the Ace Attorney music, redid the music for this. That's awesome. Uh, and it's coming out June thirtieth. So now I know yeah. a game to put on the the calendar of. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that game. I I, I bought that game like very randomly. 
Like I didn't know it was going to be as good as it was. So that game is awesome. Everybody should play that remake. I agree. Everybody should play that remake so we can get more weird Capcom stuff. (laughs) Capcom is at its best when they're being goofy. I will agree uh, there. I mean, they do put out some amazing normal stuff as well that's not goofy, but uh, their goofy stuff's cool too. Um, I'm also happy the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is coming. I don't know that I'm going to like pick that up straight away, but... Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that's not an Xbox, but I mean... yeah. You know, I can play uh, everywhere else, so you know it's it's not a deal breaker for me. Agreed. I don't know why they don't put it on Xbox, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, especially when they put everything else, all the other Mega Man things on Xbox. But yep, um, just sure. one of those weird, weird mit- misses. Yeah, the special thing about this is they have a Buster Max mode where you can basically make it to where you can like one hit kill things if you want to just play the story. That's which, pretty cool. Some of these actually have a really good story, so it is yeah. worth it. And they're it, they're kind of a slog a little bit. Yeah, they um, because it's because because of the way the battle system and stuff is set up. So yeah. if you don't want to go through all that, that's nice. Because I, mean, I remember as a kid, just kind of being like, oh, I gotta get past this part. I gotta get past this part. I'm done now. So yeah. that that's nice. It is. And if you want to celebrate 50 years of Capcom, you can do it a digital theme park called Capcom Ooh. Town. Uh, <laughs> and you can, we're really not, sh- apparently nobody knows what it is, but you can register for it on June 12th for the grand opening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll find out more about it as we get closer. I don't know what they're going to do. They're just going to surprise everyone when you go in. <laughs> Who knows? I uh, don't know if it's going to involve any games that you play or it's just like actually just looking through Capcom's history or whatever that is. Probably, probably right? Yeah. Maybe like maybe little mini like browser based mini games. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's like I like those uh, historical things. So <laughs> that's all that kind of is. That's fine um, as well. I mean, that that arcade stadium thing that they came out with is really neat. I just don't want to be paying for various pieces of DLC for games that I probably will never play. So yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's neat that that exists though, and that they put all of their uh, history into like a couple of games or whatever. That's good. I like that they're they're calling it Cap Town. <laughs> yeah, Cap Town. <laughs> Sadly, we have to talk about more Square Enix marketing yeah, do, sales. Do stuff we have again, to? Man, uh, I guess. Well, we don't have to, but uh, <laughs> about I mean, stuff. it's exactly what you think it's going to be, right? <laughs> Hey, once again, Square Enix says that one of their games had lackluster sales. We had not heard that one before. Uh, this time it's for Spoken, which is currently sitting at a 64 Metacritic for PS5, 63 on PC, which apparently has PC issues. Uh, Mark actually, he reviewed the game. He gave it an 8 out of 10. So Yeah, I really, really liked it. So. He liked the game more than a lot of people did. Uh, I, I did not. <laughs> you did not like so that's interesting to have both of you guys on here. So why did you I not think, like the game? I think I gave it a two point five. I just didn't like it. Like the, the writing story, just kind the, the writing tracks, feels the yeah the writing tracks, feels well. out of touch. It's predictable. It feels like they don't really. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this as as a white guy, but like, it feels like they don't understand black people living in New York. They're like, well, clearly oh, they collect God. shoes because yeah, she's God like God. a homeless girl, but she's got like these pristine shoes in this like abandoned apartment that she lives in, and it's so weird. 
Why? Well, why is that the like one a, collection she has? She lives in like a derelict apartment. Yeah. And yeah. She sleeps on the floor, and then she's got like a display case for sneakers. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "This is weird. This feels out of touch. Like they don't know what they're writing about." Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, like the story's dumb and predictable, and I mean the combat is fun, but like you know the parkour doesn't work as well in like tighter areas, and the camera gets stuck on things. And um, but I mean the game is at its best when you've got like a wide open space to run around and do all the flashy parkour and flick off cool spells at people. So. I mean, it's not a horrible game. I just personally uh, beat it and was like, that's enough for me. <laughs> I mean, I platinumed that game, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a horrible game. It's just, you know, personally, yeah, I it, didn't like it when I beat it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games that's going to, like, you either did like it or you liked it enough to keep playing it or you just didn't like it yeah i was i was like i'm reviewing it so i'm gonna beat it um but once that's done i'm done Uh, i bought it um but i haven't played it but i've if you've ever ever played that game i've seen all the goofy things that happen with that game (laughs) but uh i'm sure i'll get around to it eventually because forspoken reminding you of sonic frontiers quite a bit Somewhat well, better built, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Better music, for sure. So, um, that being said, um, the issue with this is that it didn't do, you know, the sales that they, you know, they wanted. Uh, they did note the challenging reviews that made them have to it, really think about it. Go ahead, sorry. It, well, I was going to say, even though it, like, debuted at number seven. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like... Uh, One Piece Odyssey also they viewed it like number nine, I think it was. It doesn't mean that the game sold well. Did it sell well enough for Square Enix's what we know are ridiculous expectations for like every game that comes out? Um, Apparently not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, They also mentioned the like swath of like seven games that they just threw out there between September and all the farming uh, games. Yeah, well, no, the one farming game, and then the rest of it was like RPGs of yeah, Harvest Bell uh, sucked too. So yeah, I, I don't know. I like that demo, but I I didn't want to buy it because I got a lot of oh, this never changes. It's the same thing over and over. I was like, yeah, I'm not spending yeah. sixty dollars for a game. That's that basically changes. that's basically yeah. Harvest Bell. You get different seasons, so it'll be like, well, it's fall now, so I can't grow corn. But like yeah. everything else stays the same, like all the combat and all that, and it's just, I mean, and then it, like it's, the it's like a, like, yeah, it's like it wants to be like a jack of all trades. It does a bunch of different things. Like it's got a really cool job system, but like, you know, there's no dodge button or one that's reliable enough to be a dodge button. Um, so it's like you end up playing a lot of the range classes and letting your AI do the damage, but your AI gets stupid. And sometimes they'll just stand there and wait for you to start taking a bunch of damage before they act. And, you know, you can only explore an area up to a certain point in the day where you'll pass out and you'll have to go back home. Yeah, and then I hated go that all part. the way back to where uh, your dungeon is and go all the way through the dungeon again. And, you know, if you didn't open up the shortcuts, it's, you're screwed. You have to do yeah. it again. Like, oh, yeah. No. Um, and that sucks because apparently that Star Ocean game was actually pretty decent. And then also the Tactics Ogre remaster was actually uh, really good as well. Uh, and we don't know if those games were also kind of included in the... We only, the only game we know that sold well was Crisis Core. 
Uh, yeah. Everything else, we really don't know. They didn't reveal a bunch of numbers. For um, but the fact that they probably aren't means that a lot of those games probably didn't sell well. But also, as we talked about last week, Square Enix has a really bad problem with marketing. Uh, yeah. Like, how many people really, if you're not in the gaming space, know that Octopath Traveler 2 exists right now and it's out? Like, nobody. Because yeah, we didn't hear a whole lot about it. Yeah, like, they showed it last year and then it was pretty close to the release date. Yeah. From what I remember, like, I know the game just came out, but like when by the time they had showed it and by the time the game released, it wasn't that big of a gap. So, yeah, it's like, oh, we have games out right now that are actually really good, you know, including uh, Theater Rhythm, and like you wouldn't really know if they exist uh, unless you like go find demos on the PS Store or the or the Switch Store, and they have them. Which give credit to Square Enix, they are really good about putting out those demos. Uh, but that's yeah. kind of like. It really feels like one of the few things they're doing right, right about now. And then, oh yeah, uh, we have to throw in the whole, hey, be happy about our blockchain games that are coming soon. Yeah, like, nobody, <laughs> it feels like they're behind the time on that move. So, <laughs> I mean, most people know that like blockchain NFT games probably aren't going to work. And I mean, there's been too many scams in the industry for people to like really get excited about it. So, I mean... Whatever Square Enix's deal is lately, um, they ruined any chance for Guardians of the Galaxy to be a successful game. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that game is like, definitely one of their best ones they had in the past couple of years. It sucks, right? Like, that game was great. Not a lot of people played it. They tried to make a big deal about the sale that they put it on for Black Friday. I don't think that did well enough either. And then they sold it off to Embracer. So. Yeah, now Embracer um, owns it, which they yeah. own enough stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, they, don't, they, don't, they don't own enough good stuff. That's the problem. Look, I need, I only need them to bring back like Deus Ex. So I need, I need the end of I, Adam I, Jensen's storyline. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. Um, I, I of course ran into like the glitch I always run into, where like I do like the no kill, no alarm run. And it doesn't work. I don't get my atro- my achievements for them. But otherwise, like I I want the end of that storyline. Yeah, they when well, we do know they're working on that, or maybe not be that, but they are working on a Dose X game. So at least they they know where that bread is buttered. Hopefully, I'm still hoping they are working on a Legacy of King game, but we'll see. Uh, as far as like between Crystal Dynamics and Idols, but um, yeah, I I don't know. Square Enix is. Uh, their new president is just as bad with the Web3 uh, NFT yep. blockchain crap. So uh, that's not going to help anything. Yeah, it's not getting any better. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I hope Final Fantasy 16 sells well, especially with this big move that they're doing. I know, Mark, you're not happy about what they're doing I with mean, this game. I hope uh, it doesn't sell well, because then it'll go back to what makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's going to be... I don't know, man. Scranix is so but... damn stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm worried about. Like They'll be I'm like, well, it didn't live up to expectations. Can't wait for you to play the Final Fantasy Web 3 game. It's coming out. Yeah. Let's take, yeah. take a sequel to our spiritual fans. Yeah. <laughs> like... I don't know. I, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, and we eventually get the. I really feel like they're just they're they're pushing themselves, and somebody please buy us without saying it. And Maybe Sony, and they're waiting for Sony to just be probably. Like, hey, uh, we're met. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that's this Activision Blizzard thing goes through, 
And it doesn't take Sony very long to be like, well, the deal that all of y'all kept saying was happening, it did happen. Here you go. We bought Square Enix. Like, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Nintendo might have something to say about that, but we'll see, I guess. <laughs> um, Not enough to say. <laughs> like, Well, like I, I would wonder if Sony would make a deal with Nintendo where they would say, okay, yeah, you can, we, you can still have your games come out on Switch or whatever the next Switch thing is. Uh, no, it's not Xbox. We own it. Yeah, it's not Xbox. We're mad at those guys. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about all that stuff too here in a second. But <laughs> uh, we got a few other delays. We got, uh, first of all, apparently, Suicide Squad Code of Justice League got such a bad reaction from that state of play footage. Who knew that they may have pulled the Halo Infinite and be delaying this game for a while? Uh, according to Bloomberg, it could be beyond this entire year and somewhere into 2024. Uh, I'm okay with that. I I did yeah. not like the gameplay they showed. There was too, way too much jumping around and shooting. Half of the gameplay yeah. footage is yeah. them flying like through the air, doing an air dodge, and then shooting at something purple. Yep. So I I don't know what they were thinking with that one. Um, I'm not impressed by it. I don't think it looks like it's going to be a bad game i just think it looks generic yes exactly exactly. it looks like looks like they see what other people have done and they know that that's popular so they're like all right let's just do that then like here's a gear system here's uh shooting weak spots and co-op go go to town it's live service yeah Uh, funny is uh i mean rocksteady have said like this is the game they've always wanted to make there's no way and well, <laughs> no, yeah, no way. It's this the same thing a- as uh, Paraxis. Like one of the a few guys left them like last week or two weeks, and they said that that Marvel uh, Infinite or Dark Knights, whatever the fuck that thing is called, Midnight Sun, like Darkest Sun yeah. or Dark Sun, Midnight Sun. That was a game yeah. They, yeah. they always wanted. Or Midnight Sun, yeah, that was a game they always wanted to make. But that game's spectacularly under under, and it's like maybe you shouldn't be making the games that you always quote unquote always wanted to make because they don't seem to be work out too well for you. Well, I mean, uh, you kind of got to look at like midnight sun and like XCOM. Those are kind of like, they're, they're a lot more niche than well, anything XCOM else. So really well. like XCOM yeah, X- like has managed to do a really good job for itself. Um, like people, but I mean, they just, took like a superhero game and made it into a card based tactics game. Yeah. That's so that, that was the biggest turnoff for a lot of people. And, and I think Marvel, also the writing was not good in the game either. And, yeah, if Midnight right. Sun is basically Freedom Force, you know, for a new generation, be like, all right, cool. But yeah, it's a art based <laughs> thing that, regardless if it's good or not, people don't really want to play that, or most people don't. So it's yeah, like, I, I actually love right. Midnight Suns. I think it's a really cool game. Um, it plays really well. Um, I, I like being able to like hang out with like Spider Man. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I get it. It's, it's not going to be for everyone. They already make niche games, so they made a niche game even nicher by adding yeah. in like a deck building system. So, and them cramming it sucks. This, like Anthem style thing into a Batman game essentially. It's like, what? Who wanted this aside from WWE? Yeah. Because yeah. they want to make money, or you know, they they think this is going to make money. Like, no, it's not. It's yeah, I was yeah, looking like, forward to playing as Captain Boomerang just to find out like everybody just shoots guns. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is dumb. He, he doesn't even like f- like use his boomerangs. It's like he yeah, it's like, or like King Shark just like belly flops and shoots a mini gun. It's like what? Yeah, it's it. 
it feels super generic. Like just watching it, it feels like they took Crackdown three and like threw a DC skin on it. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, that's not good at all. Um, I didn't. I kind of got bored. Like I think like five minutes because like, okay, this all looks this all looks the same. Nobody's really doing anything special here other than like oh Harley Quinn's kind of like Spider Man. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's like like okay. you would think that there would be like a little more of like a specialization for each character. Like you know you've got King Shark who'd be like the tank. And maybe a little more melee focused, and you'd have like Harley Quinn, who's maybe like let's say like the explosive specialist in melee. She's kind of more like a jack of all trades, but it doesn't look like that at all. They're just air dodging and shooting, you know, purple blobs on a tank, yep. and they're right. trying to pass that off in the trailer. Like, woo, look at how now they're beating this tank up from like different angles. I, I was very let down by what I saw, or like. No. You know, face off against Superman as a as a repeatable raid or repeatable quest. It's like you'll do that once, and then it's like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. the coolest part about it is like Batman. <laughs> you get to yeah. see more of the fate of Batman after Arkham Knight. So, I, I mean, that's I mean, the only that's thing the I wondered about. That's like, that's really the tragedy. Is like this is Kevin Conroy's like last voice work. Yeah, last hurrah as Batman, and then it's like the worst looking. Yeah, I mean that, that's what's in. sad is that like there's actual like story stuff that apparently people want to really know about in this game, that'll and then a, a you gotta play that gameplay. YouTube. Yeah, but you gotta get through it with this gameplay that nobody wants to play. So that's the problem. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you think that that's enough to make sure that it actually comes out? Because you know it, that delay to 2024 could either they improve the game and I mean, add things or it, it is fundamentally that game they can't like bolt on an open world into it yeah like, i can't imagine yeah. what a year like you know yeah. a year delay could do for this game that makes it look better than what we're watching right now yeah uh i, I mean, mean it's it, it's a one-two punch between this game and that Gotham Knights game that came out a few months ago. I, 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 that, that is a game that I played. I reviewed it for Outer Haven, and I started off having a lot of fun with that game because I was like, oh, you know, Red Hood feels good. You know, uh, Jason, or not Jason Todd, um, Tim Drake is like the, the stealth expert, so he's got cool stealth takedowns and stuff that you can unlock and grow. And by the end of that game, I was like, just be done. Just be over. Well, that's, and that's the thing. Is, how I feel like I'd feel about this game. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have a twenty-hour single-player game than a two hundred-hour online multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, weird to know that with all of the other like sort of failures we've seen with this kind of thing, that this is what they had in development, and then they don't really do anything. That's like, oh, there he uses boomerang. Yeah, as a special attack. <laughs> but yeah, look at King Shark. He flew up in the air like. It, it's so goofy looking, but yeah. not in like a good way. It's like, I don't know, overly busy and they're shooting at a bunch of random things. And yep. I don't and know. they all have the purple glob button things on them. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Shoot the, shoot, shoot the purple brainiac glob for critical yeah. damage. Uh, uh, sad. Yeah. Sad. It feels like a missed opportunity. They could have made everybody feel special and unique here, but it, they kind of just opted out to being a shooter with flashy takedowns. So, yeah. Hey, man, it worked for Anthem. 
Uh, yeah. Anthem, I still feel like Anthem could have been saved. So if EA would have put the time in to fix that game, it would have been a cool live service game. But they didn't. It's a perfect Iron Man game for sure. Yeah, that's that game right, felt yeah. super good flying around. Uh, a couple of things here. This all has to do with Microsoft Xbox. Uh, one of them is has nothing to do with the Activision Blizzard thing, but we'll <laughs> so Starfield got uh, a little bit of uh, another trailer and then a new release date, and it's going to have its own direct right after the Microsoft uh, direct on June 11. So we are going to get like a gameplay blowout of Starfield. And now it's coming September sixth. Uh, so it I'm okay with that. Yeah, it technically got delayed again. Please don't start doing uh, <laughs> Monster Warrior bullshit about it. Um, every game gets, you know, a lot of games get delayed. It's just happened well, now. But, I mean, yeah, it's Bethesda, and we already know that everything they've ever released launches in a buggy state. Exactly. So it's like now they have like a boss that's like, that's not right. Don't release it. So. Yeah, I'm sure the people. I mean, but now the now the thing is, oh, definitely not. But I think I'd rather cook as long as they can. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think I think you've been waiting so long for this game, you can't have any of that wonderful Bethesda jank. Yeah, on September 6th when this game comes out, like how how broken was Skyrim on the PS3? You know, you want to get DLC for like a year, they're trying to fix it, and then Fallout 76 was horrible. Fallout I mean, four had issues. Yeah, so I, I think now that they've got like a they've got like a parent company, maybe now they feel a little more comfortable delaying their stuff because now it's like they don't have to get that you know return on their investment back right away. So exactly. um, I, I'm fine with it. I want the game to play well. So yeah, that's the thing that matters. Is does the game play well? Uh, game Pass really needs. <laughs> It desperately, desperately needs that game that people are going to be playing for a while and talking about. Yeah, it's uh, certainly not Halo Infinite. Yeah, it's not. Um, Forza was that for a while, but then that only appeals to a certain amount of with a certain yeah. racing game. Horizon's really fun to play, but I can only get like a like maybe 10, 15 hours into it, and I'm like, well, um, yeah. yeah, I'm done racing cars now. Exactly. So, like, this game is, you could literally be playing it for a long time, and if it's good, yep. people will be doing that and be taking pictures and talking about it. And it'll be in the discourse and the conversation. And that's what they really need. Because uh, yep. Hi-Fi Rush is anybody. Most people can play that, but it's also a short game. Like you can get yep. you can get done with that and, and be done with it. You know, So, um, yeah, just I really hope that this does what they needed to do. And Bethesda can, I mean, because they've released good stuff, right? A lot of people liked, uh, what was it? Um the not Ghostwire Tokyo, the other game. Hey, Ghostwire Tokyo was awesome. Um, but uh, if you think of Deathloop, Deathloop, yes, yeah. Uh, and then I'm I'm sure Redfall will be fine. Uh, I'm sure it will be probably good. Uh, you know, but the whole like it being and and maybe being able to play it single player will get a lot more people into it. But I think there's some of those elements that people watching that, and I think that may turn some people off. But this is their really big first game that like. Yo, yeah. Since they bought, yeah, yeah. since they bought Bethesda, it's their first like flagship title. Exactly. Which is it's funny you bring up Redfall because I think I had the same conversation with you know Keith and Scott where I was like, "There's no way that we're gonna get Starfield at the beginning of the year because now we have a release yeah. date for Redfall, exactly. which is May. 
It's like there's no way they're going to hinder that by releasing Starfield on top of it. So, yeah, at least now they're letting it breathe and have its time. I mean, I don't know yeah. how much time it's going to be breathing because you have uh, Tears of the It's going to be a great like summer ending. game, it looks like. Yeah, exactly. I will say that that last gameplay I watched, I was just kind of bored watching it, but it was like the same gameplay they've already showed us. Like the game doesn't look boring, but if you're going to show me something, don't show me like that same thing exactly. that I've already seen. Do you worry at all that it could be like No Man's Sky and Starfield? Yes. I I think so. Um, well, I mean, if it'll it's, have a plot or it has some story. So yeah, have. it'll have some story. So at least you have that there. But if like the side content is me going to one of like what did they say there's like a thousand planets to visit. Like if it's just me going to like boring empty planets, you know that that'll be a big thing. Yeah, that'll that'll, that'll be a big detractor. But yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I've I've heard from somewhere that like you won't be like the boss of the factions and stuff like as you re- like get through the ranks like i heard they're getting rid of that and that sounds cool um i think the character creator looks awesome and you can like make your own like backstory and stuff so um but as far as like the exploration aspect goes i am a little worried that the plants can turn out to be like no man's sky uh i hope not for that case because i know that no man's sky would not jive with me at all but um mike mark you did no like man's no sky, man's sky, sky and, is great now yeah like No Man's Sky in 2023 is phenomenal, but the release date No Man's Sky was horrible. I, I horrible. Know the that no Man's Sky, like my save is under the planet and I can't get out. Oh my and, god, that's horrible. Yeah, what? That's the worst. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll have to see on Starfield. Uh, but it this does concern Starfield because it is going to be on uh, Game Pass and uh, it is part of the Microsoft portfolio. Uh, I'm just going to read, I'm not going to read. I'm going to just talk about all three of these things together. And then you guys decide what you want to talk about. Uh, The CMA is concerned that Microsoft could jack up the price of game pass after it puts the Activision blizzard stuff on there, which would thus uh, make it to where people want to pay more. You know, you have to pay more money to get the stuff that, you know, Microsoft paid for and it gets lines Microsoft's pockets. And then of course it also affects everybody else's gaming service. Sony is concerned about putting Call of Duty on PS Plus because Microsoft could decide to charge them a big ass licensing fee, which would cause Sony to have to jack up the price of PS Plus and thus far thus uh pricing people out of PS Plus to the point where they maybe they don't uh put Call of Duty on PS Plus at all. And then also Sony and the CMA are worried about Microsoft degrading Call of Duty on purpose so that Sony would uh, not have people buy it on PS5 because it could potentially be worse. Uh, And then also Jim Ryan decided that he didn't really want to negotiate at all. He just told Microsoft, I don't want to negotiate. I just want to bleep your effing merger. (laughs) um that's what you call a power move right there yeah i i I don't entirely blame sony for fighting tooth and nail because the deal they have with activision and call of duty is super profitable for them um i think the accusation that they would force activision to make a worse version on ps5 seems a little bit like a stretch yeah, I don't um, know, like, like ray tracing and uh, 
Minecraft. I guess that's true. Um, but like, no, but we're not talking about. Okay, it's the same thing. Like, uh, I saw people complaining about. Oh, there's like five frame rates less on the RE4 demo on Xbox, so I'm not buying RE4 on Xbox now. Yes, I've seen because, that. I've seen that like, as well. That's such a goofy take. It's like people that are saying that. Um, well, there was another game that apparently ran worse on Xbox. Uh, to a substantial level uh, and so everybody keeps pointing that out that like oh Sony's saying this because they do that they pay for people to make the game worse on the other system yeah wasn't there so, a, wasn't it with like Village or something yeah. there was that contract going around where people were like well Sony's making the parody as good or worse um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I've heard that that's kind of across the board in all of them like for Nintendo and Xbox yeah, I mean, so. the thing is, it could be Sony basically knowing that they do this, so they go ahead and bring could it be. up to the CMA, because think about it, if you're not, which I don't know why they don't have like a panel of people on these things to inform the people that don't work in the game industry that are on this panel to be able to tell them, hey, yeah, this accusation that they're making, when you actually put it in gaming terms, wouldn't happen. Or, yeah, like I think. Yeah, I think their their boldest claim is that it'll hurt competition. Which I mean, it could. They they could potentially hurt competition, but they're already in a deal with Nintendo to bring Call of yeah. Duty to the Switch, and they're trying to keep a deal with Sony. So we know the competition is still there, uh, but then they say it hurts innovation as well, which is also laughable because it's Call of Duty, and they haven't done anything innovation like innovative with that franchise. Since yeah. like modern warfare, you know, and I mean like modern warfare back in the day, not the new ones. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. That's the dumbest thing. Is like, when does Call of Duty really innovate? Yeah, it's, we need to. It is a first-person shooter that sells for its multiplayer. That's let's not act like it's anything bigger than that. They're they're just afraid of like the loss and the cut in profits, which makes exactly. sense. I mean, so. that's the thing, too. Like, I don't understand why you would even say that Microsoft is going to purposely tell somebody to make the game worse. When if you can actually prove that in a way, they can sue them. Yeah. So and like, you'd be yeah. looking at it wouldn't really just hurt, you know, PlayStation. It would hurt the gamers, which, yeah. you know, would hurt sales. So I don't exactly. think they would, would do that. Microsoft and yeah. It, so. It doesn't make any sense for that to be... Now, the PS Plus part, uh, I do agree with that. That can happen. Microsoft could decide to turn around and uh, charge Sony a bunch of money to put it on PS Plus. Uh, and they don't really want it on PS Plus anyway because they want the whole you know, cut of the money themselves. They don't want to have to get people to only pay $17 a month or whatever, or $15 a month to, to be able to play it. They don't want to do the Game Pass thing. They want... yeah. Uh, people paying 70 bucks and, and whatever. So they're trying to cut this out of Game Pass because they don't want people on the other console paying less and getting to play the same game. You know, um, they want parity across the board because, again, the example that I brought up, you know, last week was look at MLB The Show, right? If you buy that on, it's a Sony made game. You buy it on yep. PS5, you have to pay $70, but you can go on Xbox and play that thing for 15 bucks or 10 bucks. Yep. So which I've heard the game yeah. runs like crap on Xbox, which Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm not a baseball fan, so I, I've played a little bit of it, um, and I, I wouldn't say it feels bad. So, but I've seen plenty of like fans of MLB on Xbox saying like this, this it's not as good as PlayStation. So, which to be which fair, that, that is a Sony yeah. studio. So yeah, it circles back that. around to that whole thing that you're saying. Like Sony knows they do it on occasion. I am Mark. Do you have a take on any of this stuff? Or I mean, not really. It's just more grandstanding, like. Yeah. yeah, it kind of uh, happens both ways. Yeah, I, I would say my biggest take is I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing people too. talk about it. Win or lose, I just want it to be over. So. I want it. I want it to be over. Um, April 26th can't come fast enough. Please don't delay it again. Just freaking make a decision. Because uh, I'm tired of having to talk about it. Quite honestly, like it's. It's so. Yeah, I, I mean, I I put it in the bracket at the end of every podcast because, like, <laughs> like, I'm tired of of like having to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, but look, this stuff's gonna keep happening. Uh, I do think that this is gonna go through eventually because common sense yeah. will prevail. But it, uh, what, I, I think yeah. last thing we heard right is CMA. It seems like whatever, like whatever the year CMA is gonna maybe give them the go-ahead and i think the ftc is the last one right no no the eu is gonna give it the go-ahead the ftc might the yeah. cma is the one that may diverge from the other two okay. and and not so okay like it might be the cma that's the lone holdout that says uh well, well we're not gonna go with that, that, so. that that's because like the cma is like looking like really far into the future as opposed to the yeah other so that's why. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you have to look at 10 years into the future, which, I mean, no, that, that's if a, it turns out like Minecraft, it's going to be fine. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, they're also looking at it from a perspective of, uh, I think that's the one that Jim Ryan really knows people. So I think they're also kind of going towards that side of, they really feel like Sony has to, Microsoft has to really do something. They're the ones that want, Microsoft to either sell Call of Duty, Call of Duty uh, that's ridiculous, or, or, <laughs> or have Call of Duty be its own like business or whatever in order to make it go through. And like Microsoft already pointed out, like why that doesn't work. Uh, and I think they also want like the mobile, the mobile thing to be sold off because then that's gonna like give Microsoft like too much of the mobile market and whatever well, so yeah they're afraid of about, so. they're afraid of them dominating the cloud space as well with call of duty yeah so it yeah. i don't know it seems like a lot of silly excuses exactly. um i mean especially I mean, where like the cloud market's concerned because it's like there's not that many people really trying to yeah. push the cloud market so I mean, consolidation is happening all across the board look what's happening now with uh Discovery spent all this time removing crap from HBO, and now what is what's coming out now? They want to sell that off. They want to sell everything off to to Comcast wow. or somebody else. So like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like we're still having this major consolidation crap happening everywhere. Embrace yeah. is buying people. Sony's buying studios. It's not like uh, Ubisoft's begging for somebody to come buy them. Like. You know, <laughs> like this is happening. It's going to continue to happen. So like yeah, this, it, Ubisoft seems to be uh, under control of like the, the Gumal family, because like every time that pops up, like they buy more stock. 
So I don't think Ubisoft will ever be sold off unless like that guy dies and like whoever takes over is like, all right, cool. We're selling now. Well, I don't know, but they like, there was remember they, the last report that came out was if somebody actually makes us an offer, we're going to listen to it because they are in such a bad shape. Uh, I mean, like, you know, aside from Assassin's Creed, like what? I guess I can see it because they don't put out anything that big. Like Siege is like their biggest game now. Um, but like all their other big titles seem to either fail or they're in like development hell. Like look at Beyond Good and yeah. Evil 2, Skull and Bones. Yeah. You know, it's like exactly. seems like uh so far they only put out Assassin's Creed right now. Like their other game, the uh uh Far X, Cry yeah. the X one or whatever, the Tom X Clancy's Price. yeah, yeah, X Defiant. Like that looks really stupid. Yeah. Um so, I mean, I guess I get it. I can see why they would be in trouble. It's like a lot of games in development hell or failures and then Assassin's Creed and yep. Far Cry. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I think that's it for uh, this week. Um, I'm sure stuff will come out uh, on Monday and Tuesday and start off the week. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Something uh, fun about the CMA. Yeah, again, hopefully not. Um, but this week is actually a really interesting week for game releases because there's a lot of like really good stuff coming. Um, or well, at least it seems like uh, really good stuff. You got the Legends of Heroes Trails to Azure coming. Uh, Valheim's coming to Game Pass. Uh, so if you haven't played that on PC, it on console. Um, the Switchback, Dark Pictures Switchback's coming to VR. Uh, you got that Bayonetta Origins, Ceresa Lost Demons on Switch, which you can also just download the demo and play that as well. Uh, you got WW2K23, which from what I saw from the my GM, the stuff being added, the GM mode that looks like it's going to be even better than last last year's, and last year's was really good too. So yeah, there's some some good stuff coming uh, for this week. If you're looking for a game, you know, looking for a new game to play, maybe one of those things, unless you don't have the VR two, then obviously you can't, (laughs) but, um, yeah, for at least all three of the consoles, there's something, uh, coming. So yeah. Uh, you can check out Kyle's, uh, reviews, other things over at the outer Haven. Uh, yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a cool one tomorrow. So which one, what are you going to have out tomorrow? It's the one that I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, right, right. right um, that one. The embargo is over tomorrow, so the, I'll have something. The early else. Diablo 4 review, huh? Yeah, yeah, the early, early Diablo 4 review. Yeah, even before the beta and everything. Right? Before the beta. <laughs> <laughs> so, right? Um, I'm hoping I have one of these reviews uh, out pretty like within this week, for sure, if not all three of them. Uh, and I think Mark, you said you're almost you're done with the theater rhythm one. Did you turn it in, or you? Yeah, already, it's already posted, or I think it's already oh. up. And okay, it'll probably be sometime this week, hopefully. All right. Well, and until next week, go check us out wherever it is you watch us, whether it's on the YouTube channel. Go hit subscribe, follow, ring the bell, so you know when we come out with an episode. Do the same on podcasters. Go write a review, whatever stars you think we should have. Thank you, Kyle, so much for being on. No problem. Um, Thanks for letting me come on. Uh, always uh, happy to have you guys and we'll see y'all, see y'all later. Later. Bye.